Maninjo, independent analyst and uh, CA and market commentator, and uh, she joins me now on the line. Snesipo, good evening to you and welcome to uh, Metro FM Talk. Hi, Aya. I'm good, and you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Snesipo, I mean, I guess uh, some interesting news here before we get into uh, some of the stories I want us to take a look at here. Just as a side, I mean, uh, uh, Massmart here losing another member of their leadership team, and that is Joe Ralebepa. And this comes, of course, after Mitchell Slap had his, I guess, work permit approved, and he came through from the U.S. parent company there, Walmart, and his task was turning the company around. It seems there's a musical chairs underway at struggling retailer Massmart, and I'd love to hear your views on that. And also, of course, some of those results that came through from Sunlam today. Uh, they uh, certainly uh, saw some tough conditions there. And uh, notwithstanding, of course, that uh, once-off expense of 1.7 billion rand after they issued new shares to a triple BE entity. Well, not much. You know, head not well, dude. It's quite simple. Head not well. You saw the results. You know, I'm out firing everybody. And there's a, there's a new guy in town. So obviously, there's going to be changes. It goes without saying. It goes without saying that there must be changes. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's quite normal. Like, I know the musical chairs, but I think whether or not it's going to be effective, I don't know, but it's more to do with the fact that there's a change in leadership. Mm, mm. It's just, it's to be expected that that's why the see the share price didn't even blink to it because it's to be expected. It's to be expected. It actually, even went up today. Yeah, so, and, I, and uh, I guess, I mean, yes. you know, as they often say, new brooms. New brooms sweep clean, and uh, this guy potentially would have wanted his own people uh, in those roles and uh, might actually be asking himself, you know, what uh, role many of the incumbents had played uh, in the weak performance that was seen. So, as you say, not surprising them. Yes, it, it, it's actually really to be expected. There's, um, there's one of those, it's one of those things. It's like Ramaphoria, when he, when he first arrived, you all thought there's going to be changes. How we even were happy for a bit. Mm. It literally, there's no structural reason why the share price has gone up by 6.34% in one day, which I think is one of their better days, better trading days. Um, but it literally, because, you know, guys, new leadership, finally the guy has come, the, he is going to rescue us mm. as a rise. So even if you look at it, like, if you do, like, uh, if you look at the chart, it's like, come on, you know, they look like the, you know, the worst is over. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's look. Take a look now, Snesipo, at uh, Sunlam's results. Um, and uh, notwithstanding, of course, uh, their um, I guess reference to a very tough economic condition that they find, and uh, where they also saying they don't expect a major recovery in conditions for the remainder of 2019. I'm quite interested in that new business volumes number. They're increasing four percent to 11 billion rand, and uh, they also then saw a net fund inflows of about 23 billion rand. Uh, what's four uh, percent in the bigger scheme of things, and how do they compare to some of their competitors? So, okay, so Sunman um, did a bit of uh, release results. We had discovery who released results as well and momentum. So you sort of like if you put package them all, the all three of them, excluding the fact that Sunman doesn't do um, healthcare, yes. so momentum went up quite significantly. Uh, they reported quite solid growth. And um, Discovery in their mature businesses, i.e. the ones that they've been in existence, they've just been growing quite significantly. The only one where it was just a short change was health, but that's to be expected. There wasn't, there wasn't 
much new business contraction in health. But if you look at Sunlam, quite, um, quite, if you look specifically with Sunlam, is that they had the BE charge related to um, their BE transaction. But remember, Sunlam has also been on, um, they've been on an acquisition drive. So, you know, they bought that company in Egypt and they said that they, they're looking to invest in Egypt. Um, they're doing a pan-African strategy. Um, you know, that's sort of like where they, they're heading to go. And I think what they've, uh, they've, uh, what they've, what they've experienced is I think they've plateaued in the South African market. Mm. So they're searching for uh, growth and yield. So with the new business, 4%, if you see where our economy is growing, give or take, that's just, uh, that is uh, basically an inflation increase. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I guess, when it's in line with inflation like that, uh, many shareholders would uh, certainly, uh, I guess, be sitting on the edge of their seat here. But when we look at the business, where they play, where, I guess, they're, they're competitively much stronger than uh, some of their uh, counterparts there, one would think is probably in the sort of middle market and uh, the lower end of the market, notwithstanding the fact that they're by now in a wealthsmiths and that kind of stuff. But uh, when we look at, I guess, the economic conditions and uh, in particular the demand conditions in that segment of the marketplace, uh, uh, what prospects do you see for them? They say certainly saying they don't see a recovery for the economy in the next six months. But in the next, uh, I guess, uh, six to 18 months, uh, the prospects of uh, a, a company like Sanlam uh, recovering from this? Because remember, Sunlam, a couple of months ago, in your prior job, remember, Sunlam at some point was looking to acquire a part of um, Alexander Forbes' short-term insurance business. Mm. So I think for them, the South African strategy is to consolidate, specifically consolidate, and sort of like look to bolt on. Mm. And they're using their Mm. international business to chase yield and return. Sure. Insurance, it's a financial services business. You have to understand their job is money. So they sure. like to keep things. They're not supposed to contract up and down. Mm. So I want us to pause there for a second. I need to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, let's continue there. And maybe you can also explain to us what a bolt-on uh, acquisition is. Eight minutes it is now before the uh, top of the hour. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Snesipo Maninjo as part of our business wrap. And Snesipo, just briefly, what's a bolt-on uh, acquisition here while we stay with the Sunlum story? So, bulk-on acquisition is if you buy your competitor. Okay. So, what you're trying to do is that you're trying to, what you call, maximize economies of scale without changing your business model. Mm, so, if mm. you look at the businesses like your Sunland Momentum and not Discovery somewhat and Liberty, their business models are quite an archaic. So, they write for... Um, technology disruptions, which is the reason why fintech has been growing so much and why fintech businesses have been sort of eating their lunchboxes these days. Yeah, yeah. But still not enough to shake them. Still not enough to shake them. So for them, for, for them, to, for them to have growth, meaningful growth, because you've got a bigger balance sheet, so growth needs to be impactful. For you to have impactful growth, you need to buy your competitors. Mm. Quite simple. So, so, you always, so what you're trying to do is manage your costs downwards. So it's not any revolutionary thinking. So for me, if I was a shareholder, I hear they're going to be spending a billion in Egypt. To me, I'd be like, yeah, guys, when have things worked out for an African company in Egypt? An African company in Egypt. Have they even worked I, it's out? It's another market entirely. But Snesipo, hey. I mean... 
must add in just briefly here about one of their partnerships here, which uh, I guess m- might yield more for them in the future. And that is the partnership they struck up uh, sometime last year uh, with the Capitec. And uh, I saw someone on Twitter actually just uh, under an hour ago uh, saying that, uh, you know, it's certainly a smart distribution platform for Sunlam uh, in the funeral policy space. And, uh, so, you know, uh, at JSE Cracker there on Twitter saying they're selling 100K funeral policies a month. How true is that? Hi, Kevin. No, I didn't see it pretty results, but I know that they have entered. Remember, Capitec is sort of like, if you know where Capitec's head offices are and where Sunland's head offices are, you can take a simple bike ride to each other's offices. It's part of the mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great distribution platform. It gives them access to the lower end of the market without incurring the necessary capital outlay. So, remember, with E... So, um, what she does is that Capitec does the front-end infrastructure and then they just do the underwriting. So it's sort of like money for jam, mm, in a sense. Mm. It's in a sense money for jam. It gives them access to the lower end of the market without having to go on and spend money advertising, customer attraction, collecting premiums and all that because Capitec does all that management for them. And it also gives um, Capitec um, diversified their income stream into some non-interest revenue, which for a bank is very, very important. You can't just rely on interest revenue because, you know, people sometimes don't pay you. Mm. So it's, it's one of those things. It's sort of like maximizing your resources. Yeah. So this is what I want us now to talk about uh, Gweta Mandashe. And uh, maybe I don't know if this story is about Gweta Mandashe or it's about his speechwriter. But uh, let's, uh, you know, let, let's work with Akwati for a second here. Now, it seems that, uh, you know, he went uh, to the... <laughs> He went to a, a Down Under conference there in Australia in the, the mining space and uh, spoke about a mineral called hazenile, uh, which when combined with traditional lithium, nickel, manganese, cobalt oxide, increases energy density and uh, in short, uh, is able to, I guess, to store uh, or can be able to store energy in a battery-like form. And, uh, yeah, he said this has been discovered uh, in abundance in uh, the uh, Kango Caves here in the uh, Western Cape uh, here in South Africa. And uh, clearly, of course, here, I guess uh, the uh, researcher lifting straight out of uh, April Fool's uh, uh, articles published in the Smart Energy International. So, like, oh, well, you know... You know, what can I say? I actually can't blame the speechwriter for this. As Minister of Minerals, Minerals and Energy, your job is at least partially to know what a mineral is, what minerals we have. Like just J on a face, you don't need to know the, you know, the production process, but J on a high level basis, you should know them. So for me, it just shows uh, that, number one, he is, number one, out of touch. And it's actually quite embarrassing. So my boss is actually at this um, conference in Australia. It's called the Australian Down Under Conference. It brings together quite a bit of junior miners. And it's also quite very important because it's not one, it's not like mining in Dava, which brings two grades of the majors. This one is very focused on junior miners looking to explore and because they started to look at, growing um, their footprint as well as to start raising capital. So, number one, it's fabulous shame. Like, so, wait, wait, wait. We must know. Aside from the haze and Nile that he spoke about, we know this article had also speak, spoken about, uh, you know, uh, haze and Nile being a much uh, bigger discovery than something called unobtainium. 
Uh, do you also uh, make reference to unobtainium as well? I mean, one would think that uh, that name already should uh, signal some alarm bells to uh, show you that this is a hoax. John, he was just reading. He didn't even, I don't even think he prepped it. He didn't even Google what he was reading just to make sure he's pronouncing it correctly. I, and I don't even know why. For me, this is just for me quite very embarrassing because, number one, we all know mining exploration and mining exploration has been on the decline. We needed to come up because what, you know why? Because mining is employment absorbing. It is a primary industry. It is one that provides catalyst for us to achieve Tumamina ambition. Is it still is it still very labor intensive? I mean, I certainly, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. has become a lot more mechanized. Uh, if you look at our traditional uh, key sectors, least of all gold, and uh, uh, we probably have seen a massive decline in the last few years or so. Uh, not unrelated, of course, to the point that you're making, but uh, I mean, it's uh, employment intensity potentially uh, is something that uh, pales in comparison to many other sectors. No, so. Although, because of mechanization, it has declined somewhat. You just have, you basically have the three things for your economy to take, especially our economy to take. You need mining. Mining exploration means that we need to build roads. That increases infrastructure. It's catalytic. Oh, you're saying indirect. Okay. No, no, I get you. It's catalytic. Mm. And if you look at it, value chain. So what does mining do? So if when we discover a mine, we then have to infrastructure to mine. So remember, it touches across other sectors. So things like it forces you, number one, to get your infrastructure, base infrastructure correct. It forces you, number two, to get your water, electricity. It, it, it's catalytic in sure, nature. So sure. it's besides the fact that he does not know what the hell Lomtu is about to go toe-to-toe with the Mineral Council. They probably walk circles all around him every single day of the week because Lomtu, he doesn't know. Like, the, the thing with me is that it's okay if you say it here in Mpans because like Tina Tukenile Upana. So we're not easy. We're, you know, we're used to it. But you go all the way to Australia. <laughs> Just think about it. Like he was in a room full of white yeah, people. Yeah, one like, of the yeah one of the other sort of large mining destinations in the world, and uh, you know at a conference of this kind. And well, I'm just about to say, like, he's a night. Hey, he goes. Like I could have just, I, I can imagine. So for me, number two, what this also signifies is that the team he surrounds himself with is a lot to be desired. Hmm. 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 I mean. Let me, let me read a tweet there, which uh, I think this person really shares your sentiment. Zina here saying, what the minister did is cringeworthy. I'll agree with Snesipo Imbi. He should have taken time to familiarize himself with the contents of his own speech. Now, uh, would this have been taken, I guess, as a sort of a, uh, a uh, humorous moment? Or would it have, uh, I guess, been read by many investors there as a signal or an indication of how ready South Africa is or how, I guess, suitable South Africa is for some of those prospecting dollars and uh, for some of the much-needed investment in the sector? No, no one's going to see the humor in this. Tina, we can see the humor in this because, Tina, in Zanzi, we, we literally will laugh at anything. Think about who was in that room, Kai. Okay. Think about... So they're like, Longi does not even know... He's speaking about a fake mineral. These are people who actually do the actual investment. These are not the majors. The issue is that it's the audience. It's the mining mm. or it's the audience. It was the wrong audience. It basically says your mining minister does not know what the 
he does not know anything. Long to who allocates in mining licenses. You can say I'm I'm mining purple rain and he'll be like, Okay, it's doing the things. Like that that's a thing. It's not the right it really was the wrong place to do it because if you are there to attract investment to stimulate to stimulate junior mining junior mm. mining, stimulate resources. Because remember, if if you look at where we are in Zanzi, because we've we've looked at uh, if you look at where we are in Zanzi, traditionally it's been gold and platinum, but there are other resources that are magnesium zang, mm. iron ore. You know, you've got Kumba who are just printing money left, right and center. They're not doing gold. <laughs> so you've got to we have to move away from that and because those we've got to look and we have to use our sure. resources to bring about change amongst our own people. So mm. if our mining minister cannot even be bothered to know a name of a resource, he didn't really, like, the fact that this one was a hoax, the fact that he didn't even recognize it was a hoax and this, it's, people have to tell him after the fact is what's concerning and humiliating mm. Yeah, because let's take a look now just as we wrap up unfortunately we have run out of time uh, acting CEO at uh, Bank uh, APSA uh, of course writing a letter here to some of his male staff saying they must take responsibility uh, for the plight of a South African uh, a woman this uh, in the wake of course of the rape and murder of Uyinana Mkhwetjana uh, a student at the University of Cape Town, and the murder of uh, a young boxing champion, Baby Lee Jackals, and the murder of many others. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened in the Gianna family uh, over the last 24 hours uh, as well. What do you make of this one uh, in, I guess, the bigger story of, um, or lack thereof, uh, of uh, uh, corporate activism and the corporate responses to social issues that we see in the country? Changa, no, I'm in financial services, Changa. If he was, I saw the um, the article, he was like, you know, with me and my three daughters, Changa, if you look at the exco, you have the EPSA. If you look at the board of directors, you have the EPSA. If you look at the senior management, you have the EPSA. What, whatever he said, it does not reflect what they practice at home. Hmm. So... I work in financial services. There are very few females who are in positions of leadership, and that because we work in a patriarchal society, add the fact that it's patriarchy and racism on a daily basis. I think that a lot of the times when people say these things, if you read what he said, I even I actually got the article thingy from mm. a business life, and I just could not believe this is what he said he's like no I think my daughters you know we have to take heed of women how many women do you promote on average do women earn the same as men let us ask those questions because this thing is in a structure booty mm. you know Renee I don't know why CEOs if, I honestly prefer if CEOs won't comment on issues that affect black women because sure. if on average, by the way, on average, this was in Barclays. They did a research in Barclays. Barclays was named as one of the banks where men were earning 50% more than females. I'm not sure if that mm. follows on today's essay subsidiary at some point. So you can't talk about violence against females without addressing the structural issues that make it difficult for women to succeed in your organization. Yes, you do have a few, you know, the tokens here and there, but there's nowhere near the numbers that you are not at parity to the population demographics. Mm. 
So when you talk about issues of that way, for me, it's just a PR move. And it's tone deaf because you can't can't talk about, your biggest argument can't be, I have my, like, I I read that and I was like, to myself, it's like, I've got daughters, I'm calling for action, I want to appeal to my male colleagues, I want, I challenge, I want to make sure, live with, I want to, I want to make sure, like, what is my sexual harassment policy? What have we done against sexual harassment? What have we done against gender violence? Do we have any men in our staff who have committed acts of gender violence? Hey, put your money where your mouth is. Why are you lying to us? Because for me, it's all lip service. Because even in Jung, it's not just APSA. Look at APSA. First round, all men. Net bank, all men. Standard bank, some, I love him, all men. But, yeah. <laughs> No, because the thing is that they pay lip service to these yeah. things. That when we who work in these in some of these organizations, if you speak to their staff that are females, number two, like I, I'm not going to disclose which one, but and the mood today, you caught me in clear activism mood. I was once asked in these one of these organizations multiple when I was interviewing, where do I plan on having babies? And they said that it would count against me. <laughs> Because, you know, investment banking, I really time off. But you have to act as if these are the same people who then pay lip service about women and how they we mustn't uh. act towards women. I was like, for me, it's lip service. I was like, you said, it's calling to action. What have you done in your organization? What, are, what, what, what have you done? So why are you calling? Why is Ubi Start at home, Renee. Ask yourself. Have I made sure there's gender parity in myself? Have I made sure that there is form to address with inequality? Have I made sure that we've dealt with matters of transformation? Fourthly, like, have we made pay gaps issues hmm. of promotion? Because other than that, you are paying lip service. Sensible. You can't, yeah. Unfortunately, Mama, we've need. run out of time. But uh, I certainly hope Abba Bana and Lebe Absa are listening. Because uh, you're certainly touching on many issues here, as it looms. And, uh, you know, some of these letters are very nicely worded. But if you don't touch on some of the real issues here, like the ones that you've mentioned, the gender pay gap, and even, uh, of course, uh, uh, some men thinking they have a right to uh, say certain things about uh, the reproductive rights of uh, women, uh, certainly startling to say the least. But we'll have to leave it there, uh, Snesipop. Always a pleasure catching up with you, and really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. Pleasure. That there was a Snesipomaninjwa, a CA and uh, uh, analyst and a market commentator speaking to us as part of our business wrap on this Thursday.